Blog Talk Radio. What's up, angels? It's your girl, Adina Howard. Make sure you tune in to the Honey Lounge with Teddy Bear, Tuesday through Friday, 1 through 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. with 
Uh, I find it easy on both sides. Growing okay. up in the household, that's, you know, my mother was very um, hands-on and making me understand, like, why I felt the way that I felt. And I think that that was a great tool to give me at a young age to be able to explain, like, what I was feeling, why I was feeling it. And it just, like, carried over into me doing music and being expressive as a songwriter. What I've also noticed that music has changed so dramatically from this aspect that I thought, or I feel personally, that listeners outside the United States, whether it's UK, Sweden, Amsterdam, Germany, Japan, they have a greater respect for artists than I think a lot of us have here in the States. And you've had an opportunity to travel around this small world because it's not as big as everyone thinks it is, but you had an opportunity to perform. I want your feedback on what you think as far as, do you think there is a greater respect level outside the United States for music than is taking place right now? Um, I wouldn't say that there is a greater respect level. I think that there is a greater education around music outside United States. So all of this music that came from the United States, that came from black people that influenced the world, you got to understand at the time when it was, was really birthed and being, um, being marketed so that there could be monetary value behind it, you know, with record labels, it was back in the, what, 50s, 60s, 70s, where everybody played instruments, you know, like, I can recall my father saying, like, yeah, even though you play basketball or someone played football, there was people who were in bands. Like, it was popular to be in a band and be able to play the bass. And everybody went to church, and someone had to play the organ. And so there was more of a respect when someone took a piano solo or a guitar solo at a show back in that day. Well, nowadays, we don't have music in schools, you know. They vetted a lot of the programs. And so the thing that, that children coming up had when I was coming up as well as now is they had computer programming where they can make beats and, you know, they make music that way. And I think that in other countries outside of the United States, there's still a high, um, a high education system around music. So when I go out and I play, the response can be a little different outside of the United States than in the United States. But I don't think that is, it, it just has more to do with music education, in my opinion. Okay. From the times that I've had an opportunity to travel, whether it's been to Stockholm or Japan, the love mm-hmm. affair for jazz and R&B is on a whole nother level. The, it's you. The, as you I say, agree. The, I know what you mean. <laughs> the, the understanding, the appreciation yeah. that is given to a musician is incredible. Yeah. And I tell a lot of people, yeah, I tell a lot of people a lot of times I said, you have to get outside the box and go visit other countries. And you get an idea of what I'm talking about, because in those countries that I was just uh, referring to, they still have record stores. We no longer have record stores here in the States. So when you go to play your music live, they know the lyrics from songs that you did four and five years ago. Because they have the album yeah. cover. <laughs> I hear what you mean. I do. I really do. It's, it's incredible. 
for you, what are your main, as far as being a musician, what do you want to see as far as, as far as your career? We all have a peak. We have peaks and we have valleys. Where do you see yourself yeah. at right now as far as being a musician and a songwriter? I see myself in a really good place. I feel that I'm uh, I'm blessed to be able to travel, playing my music around the world, and that people come out to the shows. Um, I, I've been doing music for a long time, and for me to be able to do it on the level that I'm doing it on with no label backing, I've never had a label, I've never... Um, it's just always been me, like, true independent, like, not even an independent label, like, me and my brother who manages me, and, you know, I have a couple of people on my team, and we just, we get it done, so I feel like well, where we're at, I definitely want to go higher, I definitely want to go as high as I possibly can, but I'm really satisfied with the work that we've been doing. I'm going to take you back just a little bit, because I remember something that you told me, and it stuck with me, it stuck with me even to this day. I okay. could never, I could never lose my integrity. And I remember, I remember you telling me that and it stuck with me. And I said, after the years have gone by and I've seen so many major artists that were on major labels have become independent artists for that very yeah. reason, because they don't yeah. want to lose their integrity. They want to have complete creative control of the music. Yeah. And I want you to kind of elaborate to the listeners out there, what does it mean to you to have that kind of creative control over your music? I think for me, it, it aligns with my honor code. So everything that I do has to do with my legacy. It has to do with um, what my parents and grandparents have instilled in me, what my children will be able to say about me, what people will be able to say about me after I'm not even here anymore. And I feel like a lot of times when I remember I was signed to a label and nothing ever came out on it because of the type of songs that they wanted me to sing. And I just didn't want my name or legacy attached to that. So it was my decision to say, Hey, I don't want to do that. I don't think that I'm going to honor myself by doing this type of song, you know, or by dressing this type of way. You know what I mean? Well, it definitely resonates through your music. And I teased you a little bit. I said, man, during that time when you came in with the album AB, I said, man, you remind me so much of a younger version of the late, great Donny Hathaway, man. And I said, I've seen you progress and listening, <laughs> <laughs> listening to your music, man. It is incredible. I know Donny Hathaway had a very strong influence as far as who you are. As an artist, yeah. What yeah. do you, when you, when you kind of look back as far as just being a songwriter, what are some of the key elements for you when you first go into the studio to create something? Is it melody first, or are you just strictly start as far as with the songwriting in the beginning? I think they go hand in hand. Um, sometimes I'm I'm be honest with you. Sometimes the melody comes first, and then the words. And sometimes I have words that I'll just put the melody to. But it is important to me that the message is conveyed and understood, though. That's the bottom line. But melody does matter because melody is also, it, it doesn't have words to it, but it, it is, it's messaging, you know. 
you know, um, I was reading this article about two days ago about how iTunes is getting ready basically to just disappear. And um yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, we've we've come a long way. We've come a long way where we had uh, a lot of record labels. Now we have a handful of record labels now. We have a lot of independent artists doing their own thing, just signing distribution deals, which I think is important. How long right. did it take you to get acclimated to working or using the social media to your advantage where it would be advantageous for you to make sure that people are aware that you do have new music out? Well, I mean, I'm still... I'm still working in the industry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and, and, you know, but when I started, there was social media. Social media, it just changes. You know, it goes from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. And you have to make sure that you put yourself in these different markets and make people aware that you exist, you know. And the thing about any type of business and the thing about life is it's consistently and constantly changing. And you have to continuously work with the time, you know. I, I love um, how Aretha Franklin would just continue to make a song in Aretha's way within the time, you know. Like, to me, she never sounded dated. Like, I think about, like, hearing her on A Rose is Still a Rose with Lauryn Hill. She sounded like she belonged in the 90s. You know what I mean? And she just kept moving with the time. So, like, with social media... I try to just keep moving with the time and being aware of what's going on. But that means that I'm always getting acclimated with the new thing. It's incredible. I remember when I first started, I'm dating myself, man. I mean, there was still Black Planet and MySpace. There was no <laughs> no I apps, think. cell phones, computer, none of this. And now I'm looking at it now, man. There's apps for everything to pay people online yeah. to music it's just incredible but i must admit my i yeah. still have a strong fetish for wax so whenever i get an opportunity and i'm outside the country i go to these record stores and buy up wax my son teases me a lot he said dad you're still stuck in the 70s i said that's all right i'm proud of it I'm man, <laughs> and, that, and the thing is, the music that he likes, they're, they're selling it on wax too. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, like get you can get on some wax. Oh man, it's 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 funny. It's really funny to see how we have changed and grown. You had an opportunity. You played and went to Stockholm. What was that like, man, yeah. to perform? It was, it was amazing. I I enjoy going to Stockholm. Um, I just did the Stockholm Soul Festival, and prior to that, I played um, at this jazz club called Fashing a few times. Uh, Stockholm's a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, a lot of love out there. They received me well, and I'm always just thankful to go out and play, and that people enjoy the music, you know. The last conversation that I had with Bobby Caldwell, he said, Teddy Bear, when I go play in Japan, they treat me like royalty. I mean, they really treat me like I'm a national treasure. And that's not the first time I've heard that from different artists. Yeah. When they play I outside the United exactly. States, <laughs> they're treated. I feel the exact same way about Japan, man. I wouldn't yeah. I never, I never, I feel, they were playing my songs on the radio. I had never experienced anything like that. It was crazy. 
It was great. Yeah, and it's kind of like, man, I got to keep myself kind of grounded because you're getting all this love and adulation and respect. Say, wow, you know, I'm here in the States and I'm an independent artist. And I know that the product that I'm putting out is a lot better than half of the music that's being played on quote unquote top 40 radio stations. And I'm not getting the airplay, but I go to Japan, Stockholm, Sweden, and I'm getting airplay. I'm being treated in reverence. It's everybody wants to be treated or be respected for their craft. And listening to the album, one song that really stuck out to me, actually one of my favorite songs on the new album, of course, Epilogue, I Want You Again. I had a flashback a little bit when I was listening. to It took me to another place in time. That particular That's song, it. what was that thought process creating that song for the new album? Um, It's just about you know, I try to put my my. I try to put the situations that I've been through and that my friends have been through out there so that people can relate. You know, I think um, I want you again. Talks about how we could be with someone that we know we shouldn't be with, but it doesn't mean that like we don't want to be with them. You know, right, right. And you know, sitting around like hoping that they call you back, like. <laughs> going through your head about all of the things that they said that you guys were going to be, and then it's just like it doesn't happen. You just want them again, you know? And, like, oh. you get vulnerable, and you're just being honest about it, you know? Mm. You got me going in circles. Lord have mercy. <laughs> you got That's me going in real circles. Thing. Real thing, Man. you know? It is. It is, man. We're here live, of course, with the very super talented Aaron Abernathy. Let's get into it. One of the many wonderfully written singles from the new album, of course, Epilogue with I Want You Again here in the zone of LOTO Radio. Yeah. 
Keep 
see I wasted so much time Yes, they like me They expect me to be there at a drop of a dime Well, I changed my mind Used to be a people pleaser But I had to change my mind Wanna take my time So upset with holding on that I forgot to just let go
break my time. Thank you to Aaron Abernathy. Thank you so much, my brother, for joining us. And remember, family, his new album, Epilogue, is available on Tidal, iTunes, and also on Spotify. And to get all the latest updates, make sure you connect with him at his official website at 
Aaron Abernathy dot com. Lord and mercy, it feels so good. Teddy Bear feeling a lot better. Here on a smooth Monday afternoon in Houston, Texas, man, it's like 95 degrees. My goodness, and that's on a good day. <laughs> a lot of heat would mixed in with a lot of humidity, but that's okay. Everything is cool. So I want to thank all the ones that are tuning in and tuning out all the negativity and for the ones who missed the interview. No need to fear. We got you covered. All you have to do is pull up that app. We're available on iTunes, Google Play Music Store, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podbeam. All you have to do is type in these letters. L-O-T-L, The Zone. We got you covered. And be sure to stop by our official website. That's at lotlradio.radiowebsite.co. Again, that's lotlradio.radiowebsite.co. CEO. And also, you can catch up with us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com. Yes, Lord. Forward slash L-O-T-O Radio The Zone on Twitter at L-O-T-O Radio. And also on Facebook. That's at Facebook.com forward slash L-O-T-O Radio The Zone. Man, enough talking. Let's get into some more music. Mm, always. Sleeping in the middle with Blue Cantrell.
This is Mick Murphy of The System, and you're listening to L.O.T.L. Radio, the rebirth of... Hi, this is Mick Murphy of The System, and you're listening to L.O.T.L. Radio, the rebirth of the quiet storm. And just like Goldilocks said in the fable of the three bears, this one's just right. So stay tuned, number one teddy bear, right here. L-O-T-L Radio. 
Just FYI, he's in the studio creating some new music, so I'm looking forward to hearing some uh, new music from the system. And when it's ready, we'll debut it here first. Best believe that. Always vibing in the zone. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and tuning out all the negativity. I want everyone to have a fantabulous uh, Monday evening. Oh, no need to fear. The teddy bear will be back. Tomorrow, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, as we welcome a very gifted artist, and she goes by the name of Manda Molina. New hit single, Crocodile Tears, so be sure to tune in (laughs) and get all the latest. Hey, again, take care of yourself until we meet again tomorrow. Yeah, always keep it soulful. 
while you're vibing with the teddy bear in the zone. We're going to leave you with the latest for my lady, Mickey Howard. Lord have mercy. Fed up. <laughs> Show love. Here in the zone. That was a little T.O. Radio. <laughs> You should urge you your care.